0: Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by CapShow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use CapShow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 100 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring and equipping you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut, I'm one of your hosts, Jerry Dugan, and in just a moment, Brandon Cunningham is going to be with us, and he's bringing with him a special guest, Sarah McDaniel. She is on for her third appearance as we are doing our episode with three digits. Our first episode with three digits is going to have our first guest, who's doing a 3 peter And now, Sarah's going to share with us uh, an update from her experience at the World Domination Summit, which is hosted by Chris Gillibo. and then uh, we're going to talk about... A possible trip to Guatemala because she's been going every year and the, she's done at least five trips. And then uh, her project with uh, SimplySouthernCottage.com. dot So here we go. Brandon's coming on board, and here is Sarah with us all. Hey, Brandon, welcome back to the show. And um, yeah, there you go. You're back at the mic. <laughs> Making Had to me walk nervous. here
1: tonight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, why don't you go ahead and uh, well, I mean, I've already done the intro. Uh, we got you here. And on the other end of the line, we've got uh, one of our favorite guests ever, Sarah McDaniel. Hey, Sarah. We need hey, crowd noise. Hey, thank y'all
2: for having me back.
0: We need like crowd noise. I'll, I'll, yeah, we'll get we'll get a studio <laughs> a fake studio audience. We'll, I'll, I'll figure <laughs> out how to put that fake, in. Fake?
1: Real? Yeah, real, real, real. Nobody yeah. Will know. If you heard the cheering, it was real. We're from downtown somewhere. Flower Bluff in our Beyond the Rut studio. The audience is here. Everybody, get the yeah, car. Yeah, <laughs> woo there we go our audience of one well it's quite a milestone because we this is our 100th episode triple digit and we didn't know if we'd ever do one much less 100 and then once we did 10 we thought well nobody's going to want to hear the other 90 but we kept plugging away and of course one of our favorite guests ever is sarah and we thought who better to have their first three-peat on the show than sarah and so we brought sarah back to say you know thank you for helping us along the line and being an encouragement to us but then also just thanks for sharing your story and helping people see that there's so much more out there than maybe they see on the surface
2: it's true thank y'all so much for having me back i'm very excited to be here for the third time
1: yay and third time (laughs) and this is i think the third different city we've actually talked to you in
2: probably
1: so because <laughs> sarah, sarah sarah's very scared of snipers so she moves around a lot and so we never really know where she's going to be it's always the quiet ones
2: so, yeah it's hilarious because i'll wake up in a hotel some mornings and, like i literally have to think about like where am i today because it's different every week
1: i've i've been there done that where you like you got to look at your tickets where did i fly to oh okay yes. what am i doing yeah, you were at a conference just recently weren't you the World about?
2: Domination Summit.
1: Oh yes, yes. Oh yeah. That also, conference? she wants to dominate the world, so she goes to yes. the World Domination Summit. So, tell us All a little right, bit dude. about that. How you got? Uh, I know you've been doing it. This is your third year.
2: This was my fourth year, fourth actually. Year. Cool. So I believe so. I believe it was the fourth year. Yeah. So um, it was great. Again, um, for those of you that don't know about the World Domination Summit, the name. Might sound a little bit intimidating, but basically it's a gathering of people who come together and live their lives centered around adventure, community and service. And so there's lots of authors there, entrepreneurs and other people that are ready to change the world. And so it's just an electric environment that I so enjoy being a part of once a year.
1: I love the fact that it's called the World Domination Summit, you know, and you think of like North Korea and their big missiles, and you know, the UN, and you've got all these generals and stuff. And it's literally a bunch of people that want to change the world, but dominate it through a service and just community yes. and, and togetherness, not bombs or, you know, by force, but yeah. they want to change it from within.
0: Yeah, not with any power plays or, you know. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And now, for frame of reference, like Sarah gets invited to this every year for the last four years. And Brendan and I apparently are on a different list that comes with like a
1: poster behind the bouncer that says, Do not let these two pass. We got invited to the one that they did in Butte, Montana. And it turns out they did not do one in Butte, Montana. So when we showed up, yeah, I can't believe you actually "Hmm." (laughs) went.
0: Hilarious.
1: I'm walking around (laughs) asking people.
2: The the tickets are scarce and hard to come by. So, I've already bought my ticket for next year, you know, because there's only a limited number. And so, when they, you know, put them on sale for alumni while we're still there, I go ahead and grab it so I can, you know, assure my place for the following year.
1: And just for, you know, uh, I don't know in case somebody wants to know where do you keep that ticket while you're waiting for the next year to come around
2: (laughs) it's housed somewhere in cyberspace
1: there you go (laughs) i love it so you you got involved in that and it literally is a, a a group of people and i don't know everybody but the people that i do know that either attend or present or in some way associated with it are some of the people that you always want to to meet and when you do and we got to have Jeff Goins on here a while back. They're they're some of the least egotistical people on the planet because it, as easily Jeff could have said as, as you could too, and pretty much every guest we've had. You know, I have time for you. This isn't important to me. But he, like you, is just interested in helping other people. And and seeing other people succeed is obviously a great thing. That's why we do this podcast, because we want to see other people succeed and we want to share those successes with other people. So tell us something that maybe you learned at the summit that go in the previous three years you didn't you didn't get.
2: Sure. So one thing we did differently this year is the whole theme of the conference was a little bit different. Where in the past it's been more centered around, you know, entrepreneurship or, um, you know, lots of authors and people like that. So this year the theme was more around social justice. So we learned a lot about like the cause for refugees and learned more about, you know, um, there was a guy there that was from Iran that, you know, not everybody from Iran wants to <laughs> hurt us. And so one thing that I loved is on Saturday night, my friend Don and I attended a refugee collective dinner and it was with an Iraqi family. And so there were about, um, it was a small group, probably 25, 30 people. And it was a, gosh probably a four or five course meal and it was all iraqi food and the couple that hosted was a family that had been resettled to the united states and so it really just helped me like put down barriers and really um just really put to rest some misconceptions that maybe i had about refugees Mm -hmm. and just really opened my heart to their cause more
1: yeah that's awesome i i I was listening to somebody the other day talk about kind of that same concept of part of the reason racism or hate exists is because of, of ignorance of being exposed to other people. You know, I had the Correct. huge privilege in, in high school of having this great friend that was Jewish, and I got to hang out with his whole family, and his mom and dad were just so much different than, you know, my Southern Baptist parents, obviously, and and I learned so much, but I I, I didn't grow up thinking that was weird because i knew them i i I had a face and and a reference to it so it changes your whole perspective whenever you can get to do that
2: it does and the family was just so incredibly nice and personable and just to hear the stories that the media shares with us (laughs) but to hear it firsthand from their experience it's totally different totally different
1: my grandmother used to always say everybody that looks like you is not good and everybody that doesn't look like you is not bad
2: yes exactly
1: when i was little little i didn't really understand that that much i thought she just meant because i was fat but what (laughs) she meant was you know get to know people and you will find out they're all pretty much the same everybody's trying to do their best and they're trying to just love and and be good neighbors and be good people they're all just going in a different direction than maybe you are
2: Yes, exactly. And interestingly enough, it's like I went directly from Portland to California. So I was gone for like two weeks straight. And so I was in a lot of Ubers over the course (laughs) of that two weeks. And I was almost always with an immigrant. And so I really just took some time to kind of pick their brain and Mm -hmm. learn a little bit more about who they are and why they were here and what they were trying to accomplish. And everybody was so nice. And I just loved it so much.
1: That's really cool. I have a guy that works for me. He's uh, Vietnamese and he came over here to finish school and stuff. And we went to San Antonio a couple of weeks ago for a data center thing that we have up there. And so we got two and a half hours up there and back to just talk. And I was just question after question after question. Yes. He was just laughing. He goes, nobody's ever really asked me those kind of questions. And I said, I don't know. I don't know what the answer yes. is. So I, you know, what do you do? What is this? And what, what do you feel about this and that and the other? And, and just super interesting cuz you get to learn about other people and
2: Right. I'll tell you something else interesting, too, because the media would just have us believe that, like, everybody hates immigrants or everybody (laughs) hates refugees. But every one of those people that I talked to, like, they basically said that most everybody was super nice to them. And like 95 percent of the people were just kind and were interested in their history, too. And so it just makes me furious that the media just indoctrinates us to believe that they're all bad people and that everybody hates them because apparently that's not true at least the people that i met over the course of that two weeks
1: it's kind of like the airplane theory you know 100 airplanes landed safely today but nobody cared so we're going to cover the one that there was a problem on so that one immigrant and clearly racism and all that stuff exists but a wide majority of people do not deal with that kind of thing every day there's not people throwing rocks and and hating you because of your color or your religion or whatever and i know it exists i'm not saying it doesn't but we've got to get and plug for our show obviously but beyond that rut of just what you've been told by either the media or a teacher or a parent or whatever and we talked about this in an earlier episode because your mom and dad did this doesn't mean you have to that's you right. Know, you That's can go right. to college, you cannot go to college. You can become a doctor or become, you know, an engineer. You can do anything you want to and your parents are sometimes a great springboard. Maybe they were a huge barrier, but either way, once you pass about 25, it's all on you. You can't right. really blame your parents anymore, you know. <laughs>
2: right. Right. That's true.
1: Especially as a father of five, I say don't take too much credit, don't take too much blame. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> happens, happens. <laughs>
0: That's right,
1: that's right. There's there's a need, uh, just on the same theme of
0: what we're talking about, a need for critical media literacy Mm -hmm. that – not just in our schools, because I I know that's a 21st century skill that's on the documents that say we're supposed to cover this in our curricula in Texas schools Mm -hmm. – but I think even before that, we need adults to really get past you know what's on the surface level of a news story. Right. You know, uh, how many times have we been on Facebook and we see people reacting to just a headline? Yeah. And I remember I wrote a blog post um, that I, I titled it very purposefully, even though the article had nothing to do with <laughs> uh, the the title, and the title was Five Ways to Make Your Wife Submit to You." and it is still the number one most downloaded post I've ever written on my blog and you know uh, there were people getting mad at me like people who knew me from high school from college and beyond and they're like I can't believe you wrote that you work for Women's Shelter of South Texas how could you do that and I'm like yeah, I, I do work for Women's Shelter of South Texas, so why don't you click on the post and let me know what you think. Yeah. And then right. some of them did, and they come back and say, Oh, I see what you did there. Okay, oh, yeah. okay. Um, for your safety, you may want to change the title, though. And I'm like, mm. Why? would you send my way? And uh, <laughs> But, yeah, people just react to the title, the headline, mm-hmm. and then the emotions come out first. And, you know, yeah. that's how we react to anything is emotionally first. And if we don't get past that and start thinking through Okay, well, what are the, the, what's the context with the situation? Where are all the different uh, caveats? So, like, you know, the, the World Domination Summit with uh, the idea around or the theme around um, uh, immigrants and refugees, they presented to you all uh, those perspectives. And it sounds like they did right. a really good job of that. So it it wasn't just your perspective as an American born in Louisiana, you know, and raised. Uh, it was like here's a family. You're you're immersed in this Correct. family now,
1: and that
2: it was uh, definitely a new experience and new perspectives that I've never been exposed to.
1: And, and we were talking earlier before we started recording about how you, you've you just got to take the time to kind of get to know people and find out about them. And, and like right. the, the headlines, we just go, oh, well, the headline said this. I'm running with it. It's like right. everybody knows that, you know, every news organization in the world is there for one reason, and that's to make money. So if they can get you to click or pick something or, or or go a certain way they make money and that's the goal and it's called clickbait. and we all know it but yeah. you know people yep. do it and we've got to go b- beneath the surface because otherwise we all just believe a certain thing you know women can't do a certain thing or all people from iran are this way or all jews are this way and it's like we don't get below that surface and and find out who people really are and and i'm just fascinated because one thing i grew up kind of knowing or thinking or being told or whatever people came to this country because they hate their country and that's really right. not the case at all especially I would imagine in in the case of the people from Iran it's like we didn't have much of a choice i mean we either left because we were going to die or we just stayed there and died for whatever reason and a lot of people come here to get a good education and and to you know develop some skills and maybe make some money and then they go back to their country because they do love their country there's just political reasons for whatever reason they can't stay there you know i think america is the only country too where people talk all the time about leaving it that don't (laughs) Good point. Because <laughs> I remember during the election when there were so many people, you know, if he wins or she wins, I'm leaving the country. And I remember the prime minister of Canada going, yeah, it's not that easy. We don't just let you come because you don't like where you're at. Yeah, <laughs> right. And I always thought of the kids, well, you know, if you, if you don't let me do this, I'm going to go live over here. Okay, go. They're not going to take <laughs> right. you. So get back over here. Didn't Canada's immigration
0: website crash? Yeah,
1: <laughs> people were clicking on how to get to Canada and stuff, and they're like, "Yeah, it's harder than you think." Don't you know? Don't come here. But I, I love that you know you you have this day job and and you have obviously about a hundred projects going on at all times and that kind of thing, but you have carved out this time to, to go to this conference because you want to be exposed to not only those people, but those ideas because they stretch you. They they broaden what you already know.
0: Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use Capshow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long form content like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part: CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence, designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com/capshow. That's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now. Back to the show.
2: It's very true. And another speaker we heard this year um, was Scott Harrison with Charity Water. I'm sure you guys have yeah. heard of Charity Water. Yeah. Um, they build wells really all over the world for communities that lack clean water, you know. Mm-hmm. And so just hearing him speak, like, it just it, – people think it's hard to change the world, but it's really not. Yeah. You know, it's not at all. You can start – you know, in your backyard or with your own family. And yeah, I just leave there every year, just electrified and on fire. And, um, just as a sidebar, Chris Gillibo has a new book coming out called side hustle. And we got a copy of that. I haven't read it yet. It's on the list, but, um, he always, you know, gives us something to look forward to for the coming year. And, um, it's just an amazing weekend. I look forward to it.
0: If you need somebody to read that copy for you,
1: uh, I'm sure Brandon will volunteer me in a heartbeat. There you go. So, yeah. I, I was actually going to co-write that with Chris, and I told him I just don't have time. So There's a reason why we're on that list with security. Yeah. <laughs> But Chris, if you want to call me next time, I will I will help you write the next book. (laughs) I think Chris writes like one a week or something. I don't know. But seriously, (laughs) I don't know
2: what's going to come next. I mean, every every year, I think, you know, there can't be something else he's going to come out with, but he always does. And it's always amazing and life changing and, you know, just really spot on.
1: I think that's what I love about people like that and those kind of conferences is, like you said, we can all do something. And, you know, we don't have to put a thousand whales in Africa by the end of the month if you just do one thing that helps right. that happen and if we all do that we'll make some difference in the world instead that's of right. trying to tackle you know this whole big problem this is really a group of people that say go back to where you have influence to the yes. people that you meet you know e- even the uber drivers it's like go influence the people you can to make a difference and then you know the world will change instead yes, too right. many people just sit around and complain about it and that's why we started this uh, podcast because we want to tell stories and encourage people to get out of their own way get out of their own rut that they generally we all dug for ourselves and said this is where i'm going to just die and 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 try something different so you you also did something cool last year and you started uh, working on a cottage there in louisiana and i think last time we talked you were getting some final permits or some final permission to actually start some work and it was basically covered up with trees and bushes you couldn't see it very well so tell us a little bit about how that's going i know we're following the pictures online so yes. it looks pretty cool
2: oh y'all i just have to tell you it is so fun i have so enjoyed the process and i'm hopefully about six to seven eight weeks from being able to move in wow. but um goodness everybody that has worked on my project has been amazing. And somebody asked me, you know, recently on another interview, you know, well, tell me about some of like the pitfalls that you've had or some of the bad <laughs> things that have happened. And honestly, there has not been any. And part of that probably has to do with the fact that I'm very type And I'm such a planner and, you know, I've got had everything lined out and spreadsheets all over the place. But it has been so much fun and such an enjoyable process.
1: I think that's what I've enjoyed about you talking about it online and kind of sharing the pictures is you're you're really having these relationships with these people. It's not like somebody's just coming in, dropping something at your house and moving on. It's like you're kind of introducing people to the people that you're working with.
2: Yes, yes. And like, just for example, uh, my head carpenter, Forrest, he hadn't worked before with the people that I chose to do the floors, you know, and so he said, it's always nice to meet like new subcontractors. And there's this whole, you know, connection piece, you guys probably read the story about the girl that lived in my house in the 70s, and now works for my company, and she's doing (laughs) amazingly well. So the house is just it just is bringing people together, and I cannot wait to see like what the Lord's going to hold in store for it. You know, the next you know, year, two years, ten years.
1: Now you've found something in the walls, or what? I don't remember the specifics of the details, but you found something. Tell us a little bit about that.
2: Yeah. So. Um, in the upstairs area, previously it was all attic space. And so I'm finishing that out to be two bedrooms, like a commons area and a bathroom. And so to do that, we had to, you know, basically rip up all the floors and clean everything out. And when Forrest was tearing up the floor, the floor joist really, he found a letter like tucked neatly in the floor joists. And basically it ended up being um, a biography of a lady named uh, Belle Howard Mayfield, I believe. And, um, Unfortunately, there's only about five pages of it, and the rest are missing. I still don't know how she's tied to the house and why it's there. I've got some ideas, but nothing confirmed yet. But basically, she goes through how her family, you know, came from, you know, the East Coast to, um, you know, Louisiana, and her dad would travel to New York and he would bring back, you know, fabrics and sweets. And there's a little bit of scandal in there. You'll have to go to my blog (laughs) to read it. I can't talk about it here. This is is a PG rated. What? Podcast, but um, it's re- it was really really interesting, and I posted it online hoping that you know someone from the family would come forward and share mm-hmm. a little bit more. And so far, nobody has. I mean, lots of people have given me leads of you know why they think the letter was there, or sent me tombstone marker pictures, or I think there was a store in Ruston, which is just down the road from my cottage, that her family owned. But I still have no idea how that letter ended up in the floor joist. Of my house, and I'm guessing because of the scandal that's in it, that's why it was hidden, but I don't know for sure. So,
1: well, I was we, just thinking scandal. Well, we've got a <laughs> surprise for you. She's here tonight, oh, to <laughs> well, she would
2: be about like 150 years old, probably. Yeah. If she was here, <laughs> she
1: looks like it, but you know. I love that. I just, I just love that whole idea of that, you know, that, yes. that was tucked away. And it's like, what was the point, you know? exactly somebody was supposed to read it or she wouldn't have hidden it she would have just thrown it away or something but
2: right. who knows? and somebody would have had to have taken up the floor and put it underneath the floor you yeah. know because it was definitely not meant to be found easily
1: yeah so you never know never know there's probably a whole movie there that someday will come out you know and the Could notebook be. two. The notebook two. Yeah. <laughs> I'd <laughs> love letter. to find the
2: remaining pages. And, you know, because it basically, there's the last page is kind of torn off. And I think maybe she left off when she was maybe in her early 20s. So there's a whole lot more of that story that's to be told if wow. we can ever figure it out.
1: Maybe you just have to make it up. There's I your movie imagine, right there.
2: There's my book right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, what else do you have going on? What What's next for Sarah?
2: Well, I'm trying to decide this fall about going to Guatemala, when and where. I'll definitely go. You guys know, and if you've heard previous episodes, that I go every year. And mm-hmm. so, trying to decide this year if it's going to be September or it may be December. Oh. There really is never a good time. <laughs> you just have to make time and go and do it. So, that's next. And then just finishing up the cottage. And then, um, I told y'all it's so fun it's very addicting and so I can definitely see me doing some more houses down the road I'm not sure exactly what that looks like yet but it is really really fun and I'm really enjoying it
1: now how much of the work do you do yourself
2: oh none <laughs> <laughs> only only because I don't have time
1: oh that's good again Oh, go ahead. I I see an update, but then the next picture is of you on a plane flying off and I'm like, Okay, how's she building a cottage (laughs) if on a plane but contractor? It
2: goes back honestly to the amazing team that I have working there. I mean, I can't say enough how everybody is just incredible. And so Forrest will usually send me pictures, you know, every afternoon about four or four thirty of, you know, what they got done that day or, you know, what I think that what he thinks that I would, you know, enjoy seeing. And so most of the pictures are coming from him. <laughs> you know, and I wish that I could do more, but I just can't because, you know, yeah. work limits that obviously, but um, I would love to do more on it. But I'm just so grateful for everybody that's working on the project.
1: I think that's what makes it successful, though, is aid that you planned it out well, but it's like you've hired well, you've associated yes. yourself with people who understand what you're trying to do. You're not trying to just build a, a house and then you're going to sell it and make some money. It's like you're trying to build something that matters. And and I've always felt when you're doing that, you get surrounded by people. I think God just puts people in your path that contribute to that idea, that take it even further than you even thought possible because of, you didn't know what was going on in their life
2: exactly and one of my big requirements was that I didn't want it to be cookie cutter I did not want a cookie cutter house (laughs) I wanted to reuse as much of the original details as we could now granted it does have you know quartz countertops and it (laughs) has you know some things that are modern obviously but um, I really wanted it to be special and custom and you know also honor the Fitzgerald family who built the house and so everybody understood that really well and has definitely respected that
1: that's awesome because like you said you could have built anything and it just been exactly enough or nice or big or whatever but this will have meaning behind it
2: yes exactly cool
1: so you're you're still doing your day job. You're you're redoing a cottage and you're still blogging about that. And you last time we had talked a little bit about uh, you were turning twenty five, I think, but you were gonna do forty things by twenty five or something like that. But you put that on hold yeah, because that. you had some things go on, but now and, and we we talked about this right before we started recording. Now she's got fifty by fifty, so that's gonna be even more amazing.
2: Yeah. So I had I turned 40 this year, for those of you that don't know, and I had this whole year planned out. I had a hashtag for it, Simply 40, hashtag Simply 40, and I had all these amazing trips planned, starting with a a solo trip to Jackson Hole in January, just to kind of write and reflect. And then I had some surgery in December that was supposed to be somewhat minor, but I ended up with complications and being in the hospital 22 days and then had a very extended recovery. And so really that this whole Simply 40 year just got put on the back burner really (laughs) quickly. But um, I still want to do something. And so I was thinking about 50 by 50, I don't know, and doing some crazy stuff like maybe trying to hike rim to rim i would love to do that uh-huh. and you know just doing taking a hot air balloon ride or just you know 50 things that i've never done that i need to do before i get too old so
1: <laughs> well, well, that's not coming anytime soon because i'm older than you and i'm not too oh, old yet so all uh. right I love, though, the way you put that, and I was hoping you would say it that way again, is you put it on the back burner. You didn't kill it. You didn't, like, I'm not doing it anymore. You just said, I put it on pause for a little bit, and but I'm going to revive it. And I think the people that are listening, if 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 you have something that maybe you said, well, I'm going to write a book or I'm going to build something or I'm going to do something big. Think about it in terms of it's on the back burner right now. It's not dead. Your dream's not dead. You're just not doing it at the moment. So find a way to revive that. So if somebody's listening to this and they're like, well, yeah, that's fine for you. But, you know, how do I revive that and not just give up on it? What what advice could you give them?
2: Gosh, you just have to. Um, I think the first thing I would say is just put your hope in the Lord. You know, you have to constantly seek him and seek his will, but you also have to have a plan and you have to work it. You know, um, I've heard over the years so many people say you know that the people that write down their goals like physically on paper are more likely to attain those goals Jerry <laughs> yeah,
0: I do, <laughs> and it all so the
2: time. yeah I mean that's one thing I've started doing in the last I don't know five six seven years I guess is writing those goals down and I want to make them a reality and for those people that know me well know that I am more competitive with myself than I am with any person on this planet and so um, I always just try to kind of push myself and outdo that, and part of that is you know intrinsic in who I am, but I think it's so important to to plan and to prepare and just continue to work that plan to fruition.
0: That's good. I do have one goal that I regret writing, and it's uh, to jump out of a perfectly good airplane with a parachute <laughs> on. I, I don't know why I wrote it. It sounded cool when I was twenty,
1: and well, I got another yeah. surprise for you. We're doing it right after this. Oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna that's a up. good Hold fifty on. by
2: fifty goal, Jerry. I'll have to there add that go.
1: one. Sorry, you guys are breaking up. I can't hear you. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> one of the one of the girls I work with, she did that this past weekend and posted the video on our little internal chat, and I was watching it, thinking that looks cool. I want to yeah. do that now. Hmm
0: somebody let's, had asked me if i'd go it. skydiving with him uh but i know the guy's a flake and he'll never do it so i was like yeah i'll go with you <laughs> yeah, exactly. and everybody in the room was like really i'm like he's not, he's, going he's not gonna do it yeah um <laughs> uh, <laughs> but we should check that out I, I did write it i mean there's goals i've written that i never look at and then i realized i've, I've pulled it off
1: and so well, that's that's one of those goals we had a goal of getting to 100 episodes and and yeah. we did that and and Thank you, Sarah, for coming on with us, and it wouldn't be our 100th if we didn't have you on and and just celebrate all the things that you've done. And I I still remember when I first uh, sent you a message a long, long time ago and said, hey, we want you to be on our podcast, and you were super nervous, and and (laughs) now you're like a pro. It's not a big deal anymore.
2: (laughs) I'm still nervous. I'm not going to (laughs)
0: lie. And Sarah, you've been behind the scenes of getting some really good guests on our show too. Uh, Let's see, Eric Giuliani um mm, love him and then
1: um oh man strength finders uh oh, doug wilts yes yeah and uh, i Jeff. still talk to doug a lot we're having some stuff with my company so i love doug oh yeah i've got Oh, a,
2: awesome very cool
1: i gotta chat with him about my strengths there you yeah go. number one strength and that's context. A
2: connection from the world domination summit actually so that's
1: right because I think he told us that, or maybe I was just talking to him alone, and and he said he's going out of town next week. And I'd seen where you were talking about it, and I thought that's where he's going. And I said, and I asked him, and uh, I don't know if he ever answered me, but I assume he probably went. And I don't know. I
2: don't. Know. Him this year i didn't see any post okay. on social media or anything about it so i'm not sure yeah. if he went or not so we, we
0: probably got him on the same security list probably
1: okay. <laughs> and we got that jeff Goins guy yes he was pretty I am, good i am still in a high that i got to talk michael Crichton books with jeff coins there you go yeah and and next week we've got uh vladimir putin he's gonna come on we're gonna talk <laughs> about this whole russian thing he said he would settle it once and for all on our show I said okay cool I, don't think it's the same. I think that's what he said. I don't know. I don't speak Russian. but Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was probably Spetsnaz coming to knock on your front door in the next day or two. He's probably just yelling at me to leave him <laughs> alone. I don't know. <laughs> Lose this number. Yeah. Like, Why do you keep calling the Kremlin? <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> we don't know you. <laughs> But I know uh, you. You're huge on Twitter. You use Twitter really good, and and your best friend on Twitter, I think, is American Airlines. So uh, that they they, was Listen,
2: <laughs> tweeting American Airlines totally works. I don't care if you says it doesn't. It works for me.
1: I, I see y'all on there all the time. <laughs> you tweet a picture, and they're like, "Oh, we love this picture," and I'm like, "What?" <laughs>
2: and i've asked them before like oh my gosh my flight is you know running late will you please like tell whoever to hold this flight and i don't know if they do it or not but i've never missed a flight that i've tweeted on and asked them to hold i'm just saying
1: and so we'd like to thank our sponsor american airlines (laughs) (laughs) yes and uber who else have we talked about here so if people want to follow your story and get in touch with you what's the best way to do that
2: So a couple of different ways. My personal blog is simplysarah.com. And then if you want to track the cottage progress, you can go to simplysoutherncottage.com or simplysoutherncottage on Facebook or Instagram. And I'm right now not writing as much just because I'm lacking the time to do that, but I'm posting a lot on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Cool.
1: And you're on Twitter all the time. so
2: Yes, Twitter's (laughs) at McDaniel Sarah.
1: I love Twitter. Twitter, to me, is like, if, if you only watch one news organization, Twitter is like all of them in a big bowl. And right. you can throw them out, the ones that are kind of crazy, but... I think Twitter is the one source that all news sources go to to get their news now. I find out things 10 times faster on Twitter than I ever do. And okay. I don't watch much TV anyway, but... Twitter's I do too, instant. and it's
2: interesting when when you hear something or hear. I always go to Twitter first and search <laughs> Twitter first. So Twitter is my like preferred social media channel. It really is.
1: Oh yeah, because on the news it'll say you know like um, Mount Everest like fell into the ocean, and then <laughs> right. you get on Twitter and you find out some kid like rode on a rock Mount Everest and threw it into the ocean. You're like, Y'all were totally <laughs> right. lying about that. <laughs> Well, awesome. Thanks for joining us, Sarah. We just uh, appreciate you, uh, A, you know, helping us market this show and just get the word out, but also mainly just sharing your story and, and, and encouraging other people to, to do things their own way, make their own path, get out of their own way and uh, just get beyond that rut so thanks a lot for it's joining a
2: privilege us. to be here thanks for
0: having me yeah we'll make sure your fourth appearance is way before we ever get to um four digits on our episode count four digits okay <laughs> <A>
1: thousand <shows. laughs> episode one thousand we have not seen you in a while <laughs> might be on that 50 by 50 by then
2: yes that would uh, be a good
1: time <laughs> if you like what you heard in this episode
0: our 100th episode check out the show notes, beyondtherut.com slash 100. I'm so excited to put a one in that first digit. It's so cool. In any case, we're going to have links to Sarah's blog, simplysarah.com, as well as her project, com and all the other things that she's been working on. We're going to pull pictures from her Facebook page, uh, hopefully with her permission, and it's going to be there for you to connect with her. If you have not connected with Sarah yet, you need to. She is just a mover, a shaker, an influencer, and she may not be the person who has a solution for you, but she knows somebody out there who does and she'll inspire you. Her story is just so inspiring. And there's just something about her that inspires us every time we get on the mic and interview somebody. And, uh, probably because we don't want to let her down. She's, you know, one of our listeners too. In any case, we love that you join us every week. And if you haven't subscribed to us yet, go subscribe, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. So if you're on iTunes or Stitcher, you know, all that good stuff. And, um, we, we really want to hear from you. Uh, a few folks do email us, but uh, it's mostly just Sean and, and Hans saying, Hey, guys, uh, this is what you could do to sound better. And we're like, Yeah, whatever. And then we go and apply their advice and never tell them thank you. Um, so if you want to be one of those folks who sends us advice on how we could be a better show, you're welcome to do that. Info at beyondtherut.com. Send us your advice. We're going to pretend to blow you off, but the reality is we're going to apply it and see if it works. So that's how it rolls. That's how it works. And we'll catch you on the next episode of Beyond the Rut. Thank you. And take care. And go live life beyond the rut. oh man all right so here we go in <laughs> gotta wait for him to quit playing with the microphone stand <laughs> do you have your fidget spinner <laughs> <laughs> oh man we gotta give you like one of those like i don't think uh, I what do they call it? Those, those little things. stress balls we need yeah. to get you like
1: <sighs> three I'd, of them i'd end up throwing it and bouncing yeah, it off the point yeah <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to figure out something My stress ball would stress you out. (laughs) You
0: know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap and myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show. That's C A P. S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the CapShow team today and join me inside that community.